KPFK Sustaining Member now by pledging $1 a day at kpfk.org. Become a sustaining member. Your donation is tax deductible and membership has its privileges. I am a member, so join me, Stanley Clark, in keeping independent radio alive. Donate to KPFK at kpfk.org and do it today. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm all right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. This intimidation, this violence against Democrats, Republicans, and nonpartisan officials just doing their jobs are the consequence of lies told for power and profit, lies of conspiracy and malice, lies repeated over and over to generate a cycle of anger, hate, vitriol, and even violence. In this moment, we have to confront those lies with the truth. The very future of our nation depends on it. My fellow Americans, we're facing a defining moment, an inflection point. We must, with one overwhelming, unified voice, speak as a country and say there's no place, no place for voter intimidation or political violence in America, whether it's directed at Democrats or Republicans. No place, period. No place ever. The President of the United States. Um, yep, everything is on the line, including democracy. Uh, no cookies for fascist tweets. Chicken nuggies shake like jackboots is my comedy gold takeaway from the <laughs> Stephanie Miller show. That's what we'll be facing. Hitler burger. They're introducing Jack new food. chicken nuggies. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, someone, Fascism. Someone photoshopped uh, fries from Hitler Burger in the shape of yeah. little swastikas. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, okay. That's not... Well, that's what we're voting against. Yep. Everything is on the line. Have we mentioned that? Okay. And there is one man. What is if I'm going to get bad news, I want it from him because he's very handsome. Dr. Irwin Redletter joins us now. MSNBC medical expert. Dr. Irwin Redletter. Here he became Dr. Doom. Dr. Irwin Redliner is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Oh, hi. Good morning, Dr. Doom. Well, good morning, Ms. Miller. How are you? I'm good. You. I hope you are not actually doomy this morning because these two are negative Nancys. <laughs> but you said something interesting just in the break. As a doctor, uh, some of these races you're looking at, like particularly the Fetterman, Dr. Oz race just give us because you started to talk about just give us your thoughts on that yeah you know this has been a particularly interesting one from a medical point of view first of all there was the issue of how uh fetterman's stroke was handled it became politicized of course and subtly and not so subtly uh dr oz and his campaign have not failed to remind people that fetterman had stroke Fetterman is handling that and the rehab with it fantastically well. He's yeah. an entirely functional person. He may have some little speech slow-ups, but yeah. at the end of the day, getting his message out, he's a powerful figure and a real leader who whose values are exactly what the people of Pennsylvania need. Yeah. And the other thing is that's annoyed me a lot about the Oz story. You know, Oz was a... Uh, a big-time uh, cardiothoracic surgeon at Columbia, where I am. Yeah. In, in 2015, a group of doctors from around the country, high-end, very academic senior doctors, wrote a letter to Columbia and said, why is Oz still on your faculty? He is committing fraud every day on his TV program where he's, where he's proposing absolutely ludicrous misinformation to his very uh very large audience that watches him and yeah. they couldn't understand why they they're keeping him on the faculty and then last year columbia removed him from the faculty that's what they did why because he's a fraud now look i don't know what the people of pennsylvania are going to think or should think about the fact that 
Oz is not even from Pennsylvania. He's from New Jersey and right. Florida and right. Right. wherever. But, uh, that's that's but, also kind of crazy that he's running for Senate yeah. um, in Pennsylvania. But I, as a doctor, I find it amazing that this aspect of him, this yeah. lying, misinformation, pandering doctor, um, it has not been called out more for that part of I'm, his reality. I'm not sure if I've seen it in an ad, but if I didn't, I should have, is that I have seen the clips of his testimony before Congress. He had to admit under oath that he was lying about his quack supplements, whatever they were, weight loss pills or whatever it was yeah. that he was selling. He had to admit under oath that they were completely ineffective. I mean, it's, you know, so I, I think you're right. It's just he is such a total fraud. And at the same time, I've heard a lot of other doctors say the same thing you have, that John Fetterman is doing fantastically well, and he's going to be much better in January. And as he says, Oz will still be a fraud. Yeah, you know, and um, I, I think sometimes it's hard for people to get around uh, some very superficial and transient issues, but it's not even like he doesn't have substantive issues. Yeah. Um, and Fetterman, he is completely, totally prepared to be a United States senator. And the fact that Oz is even a competitor for him is really uh, a sad state of affairs for, for the country and for well, Pennsylvania. But, can, you know, if you look at Oz and you look at Herschel Walker. I was just going to bring up, just going to bring up what my goodness that's yeah. what I keep thinking is the elephant in the room, and I don't know what your take is as a doctor, Dr. Redliner, but I, here they are, as as you and many other doctors have said, he's, Fetterman continues to improve, as you do. He's doing very well, actually, on, on that level. He's going to be much better uh, soon, whereas Herschel Walker, I don't know what you diagnose as a doctor, but clearly it looks like he has had CTE, he has had brain injury from well, football. Well, you know, I, I don't think... I don't think doctors are allowed to say, especially right. publicly like this, that somebody is stupid. Uh, you know, you, right. you, I think that's, first of all, it's not in the list of appropriate diagnoses. Um, you know, you don't, you can't look up uh, stupid as an appropriate medical diagnosis. Right. So I would not, I would not want to say that about Herschel Walker, but actually maybe I do want to say, no, it's, it's, <laughs> the it's, person Dr. Redliner was stupid. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I actually was specifically talking about brain injury from football though. That I mean, I, you I know, know you can't listen about. to him speak without going, Helping. something's wrong. Yeah. Right. I, I don't, something you know, and it could be partially wrong. intelligence, but I think, but whether he, you know, traumatic brain injury, whether he actually has that, and that's the reason for his lack of information about anything in the world around him that would pertain to a, a job as a U.S. senator, I, I, you know, who knows what it was, and probably some aspects of how he presents it are a result of traumatic brain injury from playing football. Yeah. And that's fine. I, I think it's worse than that. I don't think that's enough to answer the issue of why are his answers, why so lame, why is the information he's putting out there so profoundly well, ignorant that that's yeah. i mean that's exactly it doc is you don't honestly you none of us know i don't know what combination it is of yeah. possible brain injury uh, mental illness which he's openly talked about having yeah. you know or yeah. just also low intelligence i mean just it's hard to uh, but yeah. you know the fact that he would even be considered for to be a united states senator is astounding I mean, you know, when you pulled out that fake police yeah. badge, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just thing after thing that, you know, uh, you call it bad judgment, call it whatever you want to call it. But the fact is that he is probably the, the least qualified person to be in the United States Senate yes. ever, ever proposed yeah. that position in our lifetimes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And um, but here we are in a in a defining election coming up in four or five days from now. And. These are the candidates that are being put up. Yeah. That's and Doc, it. I got to also as a doctor, I mean, as a human, but as a doctor, just get your take on the, you know, the Paul Pelosi thing that I just, as bad as things have gotten, I just never, I guess I never thought we were in an environment where people would be openly mocking and laughing at an 82-year-old man getting his skull fractured. It, it's really, it's, it's very hard to talk about that. I mean, first of all, the attack itself was an incredible violation of everything that we value about human behavior. It is so far beyond the pale. It is, 
itself something that actually will go down in history in my view that that the husband the spouse of a senior elected official in the united states would be attacked because of his wife's point of view i mean that's crazy the compounding of this by politicians belittling it making fun having a good laugh over an 82 year old getting bashed in the head with a hammer I don't know. Is there anything to say about that other than it speaks for itself? I mean, what? yeah. And Speaker Pelosi in the her latest statement again thanking everyone for you know their thoughts. Also, said he has a long recovery ahead of him. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine what that does. You know, to an eighty. And you know, there's obviously other serious injur- injuries that he sustained in addition. But what is that yeah. recovery like, and how long is it? Well, it depends on how much brain damage was done. You know, the skull fracture leads to yeah. bleeding, and the bleeding uh, can compress certain parts of the brain, um, and it doesn't get its blood supply, um, and we, no one knows for sure. Yeah. Uh, but in an 82-year-old versus a 32-year-old, let's say, uh, the recovery period is going to be longer. Yeah. It's going to be agonizing, and, um, you know, it's, and I think as far as I know, he's still in the ICU. Yeah, and he will be for who knows how long, and then he's going to have to go into rehab, and it's extraordinary that this has happened to him. Yeah, um, let's talk about the little a sliver of good news. Um, Supreme Court rules the TSA does have the authority to require mask wearing, and a new ruling that allows the TSA to require masks to be worn on public yeah. transportation, including planes, trains, and buses. Fifty-nine percent of the public supports it. I mean, so again, this it's sort of a myth that, you know, the public is hugely against any kind of COVID mitigation measures. I mean, I'm I'm about to travel again for Thanksgiving, and this seems like good news to me. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, y- you would have traveled with appropriate protection no matter what yeah. the Supreme Court said, yeah. as, as do I. Um, and there is a small number of people who are doing, doing so anyway. And knowing that we're going to have a bad winter... And we have this confluence of uh, the flu, of uh, respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, as it's called. And COVID means that for every imaginable reason, we'd like to control the spread of all of those diseases, COVID plus the other two. And I think um, I, I, it's, it really is good news. It's reaffirming something. And also for people who think that the Supreme Court is always going to rule in favor of the crazies, you know, I never quite thought this. I thought that that some of these some of these extremist justices would take positions like on Roe v. Wade uh, that were terrifying. But overall, I don't think it's going to be all bad news from the Supreme Court. Uh, and there's been other rulings that they've made which reflect some sound yeah. legal judgment and opinion. And I think uh, it is it is good news even beyond the fact that that they're making an appropriate decision about COVID uh, prevention. So are we at, yeah, by the way, 6% of us have only have the bivalent booster. Is that the number I heard? And what, yeah, what do we do 10. about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, do we do about that? Do you think there's any hope that people are going to, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how, what else to do to, to educate that you need to get the bivalent booster, right? Yeah. You know, the problem is the Democrats have been hampered. They can't talk about it because it's such a politically, toxic issue they can't for example yeah. say in their campaign speeches gee I, we need to get the uh, you know covid restrictions back and we need to do more mitigation it'll just become a a point of uh, a vicious attack by the other side and i i think that's unfortunate but after this election yeah. starting on wednesday i would like to see at least the democrats supporting actively people getting the bivalent booster. Yep. Because they should. Yep. Stick it in, as we say on the Stephanie Miller Show. We love you, Dr. Doom. We'll see you next week. Stick it Bye. in! All right. All right. Goodbye. All right. Thank you. That's our ambassador, Margaret Show. Stick it in! Thank you. Dr. Redliner tweeted, Attack on Paul Pelosi is yet another horror committed by a direct descendant of Donald Trump. He opened Pandora's box from hell. Whatever the outcome of the midterms, he has unleashed a force that may be uncontrollable and determined to unravel our democracy such as it is. Um... Thank you. Vote D for decency mm-hmm. in the midterms. Um, eh, Casey in Florida. Hello, Casey. Hi, Steph. Love you. I hope you're doing well. Thank you. Um, 
you know, I, I, I'm looking back since Parkland, the Parkland shooting, you know, and I feel, I personally feel the Democratic Party has had so many opportunities to get new voters, and they just haven't. I, I mean, they, you know, where's the Me Too movement? You know, all these marches we've had in the last five years, where's the energy, even from BLM, where, where's our base? Where's the energy from? I mean, I just, I mean, I'm scared of this midterms. I voted blue up and down on the ticket in, in Florida. But it, it should take more than just begging people to vote. I mean, we should have energy from our peers, from our, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you measure energy, but how, how do you do that? I, I feel a lot of energy from the, from our base, but I don't know how you're, you're uh, quantitating that. Oh, I'm not seeing it. I mean, you know, well, it, how, it should, how would you expect to see it? You live in the liberal bubble, Stephanie. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, again, the, the Democratic well, I don't know what that Party means. Is, how do you see enthusiasm, or how do you see? I don't know what what you're calling whatever you're well, calling. Well, we had enthusiasm during the during, when Trump was in office. We we the women were marching the Me Too movement. They, you know, right, and, but you know, marching when marching races, does marching's not voting. I mean, I I remain really hopeful about that, this midterm. But, but but all these people they're marching were they are they registered voters? That's the thing. It, it's we need right, but that, new voters. Then pick. You're saying you're not seeing the energy of marching, but then you're saying marching isn't voting, which is what I'm saying. So why why is well, marching it now? Where, where, where's the Me Too movement? Where are the women? Where are the energy from the women? I think you're going to I, I, that is that is that is showing up in polling for sure. The women and so I mean I don't know because we're not marching. You think there's no energy? I mean, we did. Not, yes, we did march. Now I think we're going to vote. Okay. What it does, so and when we do, I'm just play devil's advocate. When we do lose, who are I've you got enough of blame? those. <laughs> yeah, she's Say got again. a room full of devil's advocates. The Democratic Party needs to take responsibility. I'm sorry. Okay. They need- All right. I've had enough Democrat bashing for this morning. <sighs> Dear Jesus. I don't, what do you want? Do you want us to march? Do you want us to vote? What do you want us to do? Don't, don't I feel to... like I'm being mansplained about how women don't care. The women women numbers starting in Kansas are huge. See, that wasn't so bad, was it? Ooh, I gotta say, that was fantastic. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Patty Smith, and you're listening to Fiercely Independent Pacifica Radio, KPFK 90.7 FM. People have the power. Hi, I'm Laura Flanders. Make your tax-deductible donation to kpfk.org today. Membership has privileges. Becoming a sustaining member of KPFK, keeping independent radio alive at kpfk.org. You can't beat it. Free speech radio can't survive without your generous support. So become a KPFK sustaining member right now. You can pledge as little as a dollar a day at kpfk.org. Org. And thanks. I, 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 I want to give you a tip. If, if you see or read something on the internet that says some people, certain kinds of people, whether it's whether it's white or black or immigrant or gay or Jew or Muslim, when you see something on the internet that says those people are the cause of your problems, that that is that is a dangerous lie. That is a path that will tear this country apart. And and so we have to reject that kind of thinking and that kind of rhetoric. And by the way, stop believing everything you read on the Internet. Ah. Obama. Well, 
Thank you for the patriotic blue wave of support against the relentless negativity I deal with every day here in the studio. Frangela, in all caps, has said, remember, Stephanie is right and stupid is a viable comeback. <laughs> okay. Stupid. Anita in San Antonio wants to remind us that historically, historically what, Anita? Go ahead, Anita. Anita. Oh, great. Well, she wanted to say Chris is always wrong, which is also something that we can can comfort ourselves with. Also, I've always been a woman way ahead of my time. Jeff Tiedrich uh, tweets, in one day, a blue checkmark went from almost unobtainable to worthless, kind of like Tesla stock. See? Me not having a a blue check is now suddenly... A badge of honor. Right? It's suddenly smacks of integrity. Now no one wants one. See, I either had to wait till I get one or till no one wants one. And now I'm hip again. God bless America. God bless the United States. Kind of like culottes. You know, they they went out of fashion. Right. Culottes are back. Still out of fashion. You know who's always in fashion? Well, you know. Carl. (laughs) Carl Frisch. Let's talk to our fancy Fairfax County School Board friend, shall we? CarlFrisch.com. Hi, Carl Frisch. Hi. Good morning. Would you Would you like to help me push back against the relentless tide of negativity? The the, I mean, the only way to push back against negativity is to do hard work, right? right. So when somebody says, if you have time enough to say that things are not going well, that's time you could be spending on the doors. That's time you could be spending making phone calls. That's true. Get out. I'll figure figure out the buttons. Uh, Do you know how to work this board? No, but I'll figure it out for America. She knows where the fart button is. (laughs) Yeah. So it'd be be three hours of farts. Great. (laughs) What's happening? I'm sorry, Carl. You were saying? If you have time to complain or worry, whatever, that's time you could be spending doing something about it. Yeah. Um, I don't, well, at, at any rate, I'm honestly not trying to be happy, clap you. I'm, I'm just saying I also see a lot of good signs. I get that it's going to be close. I mean, I'm as nervous as, any, as anybody else, but you've been through a ton of campaigns. What, in general, what are you thinking? I mean, we're less than a week out now. Well, uh, the Senate's going to be very close, and um, you've got a number of House races that I'm watching where the polling is, you know, on the razor's edge. So, uh, you know, I, I continue to think that our best shot here is the Senate. Um, we've got a good chance of, of holding Republicans back there. Um, and, uh, you know, that's going to go a long way towards uh, blunting um, whatever the Republicans, if they do get the House, try to do in the House. Yeah, that I don't even want to. That's like a recurring acid reflux nightmare with Republicans <laughs> running the House. But OK, um, here's a poll that is not good, in my opinion, for you know what Obama was just talking about, conspiracy stuff and whatever right. you see on the Internet. Um, Mark tweets, I just read in our local newspaper a report from the U.S. Department of Education that stated 54 percent of adults from ages 16 to 74 read below a grade six level. It also said those were the people most likely to be taken in by conspiracy theories that ex- this explains trump's base um because we keep talking about this are there more conspiracy theorists are they just more open these days but it is just astounding a little bit of column a and column b probably yeah whatever gets dropped off by a black helicopter in the middle of the night yeah (laughs) um you know i look you're gonna there are people who have always felt this way um and then there are people that are you know being brought along and duped by what they read online What's interesting is whenever I meet somebody who believes a conspiracy, I know that that's not the only conspiracy they believe. Right. You know, they tend to believe a whole lot of them. Look at this Pelosi attacker, lunatic. It's every single right-wing conspiracy theory, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, All rolled into one, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, which is just absolutely nuts. You know, if the shoe were on the other foot uh, and it has the dog agree dexter agrees dexter! if the shoe were on the other foot uh democrats and they did when there was the the shooting at the uh the baseball practice the republican baseball uh team practice in here in washington um everybody condemned the attack um nobody was spreading conspiracy theories about who was to blame yeah um it's just it is absolutely nuts and it's a it's a preview of what's to come if they take control 
Well, it, it's that's that's the whole thing. I, I you know I continue to believe there's a lot more of us than them. That there are a lot more decent, sane people in this country. Um, it is disturbing the polling's that close because I, as I was saying, it's not now. It's not just about objective reality. I think it's just about basic human decency. This midterm. Well, unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't have basic human decency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but That's <laughs> um, look, I, I think you can vote for the economy and you can vote for choice and our democracy at the same time. Right. Um, you know, uh, the big worry here is what is the Republican solution for the economic problems we have? Right. It's to cut everything that Americans rely on um, and to give that money to people who do not need it and have not shown any tendency to pass that back down. Um, so, you know, while corporations are ripping people off and increasing prices uh, and contributing to anywhere from a third to half of uh, the inflationary spending that American families are having to deal with right now, um, those are the very people that are going to get rewarded um, if Republicans take control. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as being on the school board, we've obviously talked about it's interesting how everything becomes one story, right? When we've talked about COVID, that's all involved with conspiracy theories and right wing nonsense and why we are where we are um, with COVID. I just I thought this was interesting. Uh, Eric tweets, boom, the Supreme Court rules the TSA does have the authority to require mask wearing in a new ruling that allows the TSA to require masks to be worn on public transportation, including planes, trains and buses. Fifty nine percent of the public supports it i mean just when we think we're taking crazy pills right on taking basic yeah. precautions to try to get out of this thing right um because that always seemed insane to me i'm getting ready to you know fly again at thanksgiving to see my mom and it's just i somebody oh yeah laura tweeted i dropped my mom off at the airport today she reported roughly one out of a hundred people were masked in the airport no one is masked on her plane the major local hospital has zero beds or icu beds available we're fine with human sacrifice and sabotaging our lives and our future for profit um and it's just become it's such a political football now that and but every time we talk about it you say like obviously in your sane district you know you believe in vaccine and masking and it's just i i guess we're just gonna have decided we're going to be this patchwork of you know republic more republicans I think that's or, what it comes down to and you know the science doesn't seem to change much right like right. uh opinion wise look at what they're now saying about the most recent booster uh that it's far more effective uh even with some of the new variants Right. Um, and, and so, again, what we've been saying for years now, go get your shot, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, protect yourself, protect your family members. Yeah. What? Um, so what races, you know, I, I, I we keep saying, like, don't pay attention to the polls, but I guess the aforementioned naysayers negativity is based on whatever polling. But, I, you know, you keep again, reading polls on the, on right, the show, but you keep. Right, and they're good polls, but you're saying, oh, the tea leaves are that it's all bad for Democrats. I don't know where you're getting that from, because there are positive polls out there. I don't, I mean, Carl, what, what as a campaign strategist do you base stuff on a week out? Well, I mean, it, there's, a, there's a mix of looking at polls and then considering what's on the ground and the power of incumbency. Mm -hmm. um, all of those things matter. Um, I think less and less when we think about, you know, you'll hear statements like, well, the president's party in power always loses seats, blah, blah, blah. Those were for, quote, unquote, precedented times. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, right. I don't think we've lived in precedented times for a long time. Um, and so I, I, I look less at that. Um, and on the fundamentals, at least in the Senate, and I've not looked too deeply at house races across the country, um, we've got several strong uh, competitors um, and, and pickup opportunities. Um, Republicans are doing well in a number of states as well, but you know, just you look at 538, for example, and they've got um, several Democrats winning seats yeah. by close margins. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's what I've seen as well. Carl, are you? Um, let's let's put on your gay man hat now. Are you I, as surprised that I am? It's always how, gay. <laughs> it's always gay. <laughs> um. But just how homophobia continues to rear its ugly head in race after race. In the, you know, for, in this latest Paul Pelosi attack, you know, the whole, right. like, on top of the horribleness of it, throwing in, you know, basically a gay smear that's not even based on reality. Paul Pelosi, not gay. Right. The attacker, not gay. But why is that the rumor they go to? 
on top of how horrific the original thing is. Um, Ron DeSantis just mocked LGBTQ people in a campaign mailer to Florida voters. It's just, it's become the norm on their side. Well, I mean, the only way the right wins is by antagonizing their base into anger and fear. Um, and the easiest way they've found to do that is going after people that are, are different than their base. Um, and so, you know, LGBTQ people have been the brunt of that, especially trans and gender expansive people uh, for years now. Um, and so it's not surprising to me. Um, you know, those tactics are designed to motivate their base to turn out. They are not looking to expand their coalition. That's why they remain extreme, because they have no interest in growing the size of, of their audience. They have an interest in shutting people who are not within their circle out of the process altogether and yeah. doing what they can to, uh, you know, make their base freak out and show up. Yeah. This flyer uh, is, uh, you know, obviously attacks Charlie Crist using a slew of misinformation, but it includes a photo of a student wearing makeup during grad- their graduation ceremony. And then the speech of this thought bubble says, thank you, Joe Biden and Charlie Crist, for making Floridians pay off my student debt. It's a, you know, stock image of a non-binary student. I mean, right. it's just, I guess I don't remember it, but I guess like I keep saying, every dog whistle now is a foghorn, Right. Yeah, um, and if if you like this, it will continue if Republicans are elected, uh, and it will get worse as they pass policies. Um, you make no mistake, Republicans will do everything they can to roll back protections for LGBTQ people if they're given the opportunity. Um, they will, you know, continue to do what they've done around the pandemic and everything else, um, and it's all designed to hold power. Period. Yeah. I don't remember ever uh, Republicans running on as awful a platform as we're going to blow up Social Security and Medicare, though. Do you? I mean, I. I mean, it's <laughs> well, almost the, like I mean, it's almost like this whole midterm is... is about owning the libs. Like we are going to put the most awful candidates and the most awful policies, unpopular policies, forward, and we're going to win anyway, right? And and if they were successful in doing that, many of their own voters who rely on Medicare and Social Security would be cheering them on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, I seriously don't remember a slate of candidates this awful and policies that they're outwardly espousing that are this unpopular. Well, and this, this is what should motivate people to action. Right. If these people win, it will inspire people just like them to run and, and try and win in the future. Yeah. Um, if they lose, that will be less so. Uh, so, as I say, every election, if you can wake up the day after the election um, and you're not exhausted. You've not done enough. Yes, right. So, you know, Carl go Frisch. knock on doors, go make yes. phone calls, go donate money, do whatever you can. Um, and tweeting is not enough. Right. Posting Carl Frisch Facebook reminds you, not enough. don't be a lazy, naysaying, bastard person. Get out off your ass and vote, vote, vote. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. People are counting on us. All right. Love you. See you next week. Oh, see you next. See you next week. By then we'll know. Sort of. Yeah, I'm in a hope monger. Yes, we can mood. Had enough mansplaining for this. Raised by a wild pack of Jews. Here's Dana Goldberg. Goldberg's here. Gold. Ha ha ha. For more of the top five funniest in America. Goldberg's here. I'll stick with you, baby. For a thousand years. Yeah. Oh, flood, flood the zone with some badly needed estrogen. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Wow. I was looking at the Twitter and the listeners are not happy with the boys this morning. No. <laughs> boys are dumb. Well, rocks are stupid. I mean, listen. Right? Listen, I actually, I, I've not lost hope. I think that, uh, you know, I was reading stuff about the polls. I know you had talked about this in the last hour, but there's so many articles about how the polls are skewed uh, in, in racist ideologies and how they're using as many polls as possible. So when the Republicans do lose, that they'll be able to blame the polls. Look at the polls. The election was stolen. Right. Exactly. So there's that. And and the youth turnout from what I'm seeing and watching some of the even sexy liberal, you know, family in their podcasts are saying that the youth are turning out numbers they haven't seen before in Pennsylvania yes. six days before the election last uh, midterms 2018. Yes. And it was just over 12, 
12,000 votes, and this yeah. year it's 50,000 at the same time. And that's the only thing that counts now. I mean, I think you're right. Polls really are, you know, can be, because that, I, I think, as you were sort of implying, Dana, has sort of been uh, proven that there are a lot of Republican-funded polling that is skewing, like, the real uh average or whatever they call it so um our job is just to ignore the polls at this point get as many people as we can get vote there are voting coalitions all over this country i'm hoping that they're working that doesn't compare to chris's tea leaves which say we're doomed apparently i mean travis said the same thing travis got the discussion started Dana, here's my point. Is I like uh, Greg says. I don't know if you saw this from Kimberly Johnson. That's what I need: more uh, angry vagendas of man aside. That's what I need this morning. She said uh, it says we're in a better spot than in 2018. But of course, as you've said, uh, we need to just we need to get out and vote instead of worrying. I do think the Hobbs decision is going to have an impact, and I think we have a choice. I don't think it's false bravado to say choose to be a Tigger and not an Eeyore, Chris. There's that. They've also been. Oh, go ahead, Steffi. I'll, I'll comment yeah. when you're done. No, with this uh, Tom, she was retweeting Tom uh, Bonnier, who said uh, there are a lot of headlines about Republicans being more enthusiastic about voting this year relative to Dems based on poll responses. Here's the NPR poll from just before uh, Election Day 2018, where the GOP had a five point advantage in enthusiasm. Uh, Dems won the House by eight point six percent. Somebody pointed out that caller was they think a troll that was the same called Tom Hartman yesterday too, that just going, I don't see it. Where's Democrat enthusiasm? I don't see it. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to see at this point, but like you say, Dana, the provable stuff, the early voting numbers, the Demo- the youth turnout, I think are, are good signs for Democrats. What I think, think so too. The early voting is a big deal. If you can go early vote, they use these numbers to target where we're losing, where we haven't gotten people out to the polls yet. So if you can go early vote, definitely do that. It helps Democrats. They've, this has been proven. The other thing is like, we're all really exhausted. Like my enthusiasm is pretty damn low, but I'm going to go vote. Right. Right. Yeah. We are exhausted. Well, yeah. I, it's just not since uh, Chris Christie, uh, mansplained to a panel full of women how abortion isn't going to matter in these midterms. That's, and that's what Chris was echoing. In the polls, they say people don't care. They only care about the economy. I'm telling you there is going to be a pink tsunami, and that is proved out in the numbers, um, not just in registration, but in actual results starting in Kansas. Yeah, I think Kansas is a big um, a big sign that people care about this issue still. And I think they're downplaying that in the media. I don't disagree with boys, though, with the economy. I know people are worried about that. The right. Republicans are u- lose, using that. We also have five, what, five days, five or six days to change the message and hammer into the all of the things the Biden administration has done, all of the things that are yeah. actually better right now. And we've known this. The Republicans wreck the economy. And then the, the Democrat president, the Democratic president comes in and tries to fix it. And That's it's not right. done in two years. So they're like, oh, we need to change the House and the Senate. No, we don't. Right. We need to keep going on the trajectory we're on and get more things accomplished. I mean, it's hard to imagine what Biden, how much better he could have done. I mean, unemployment is literally in half. Right. Yeah. Any any indicator you look at GDP, the um, stock market, whatever indicator you want to look at, he's cut the deficit. I mean, on and on. But, you know, inflation again, Dana, I don't know how much in like you say, five, what is it? Five, six days we have. I don't know how many more times you can say it. Inflation is worldwide. You can look yeah. at it provably and much. It's much better in the U.S. than in many, many countries. You know, so I don't know how. And Republicans have no plan for that. They, oh, they have, have no plan for so anything. I, don't, yeah. I think this is a boots on the ground week where yeah. I, I, I thank you to everyone who wrote letters and sent postcards. But now's the time to go knock on doors so they can see your face and know that it's going to get there in time. You know, there ballots are going to be counted for days after this. Some are right. going to be weeks right. and months. There may be a runoff in Georgia. We need to stay calm and patient. But I, I haven't lost all hope. I still think that the younger generation is tired. I think yeah. they know that if they go on this same path, their rights are going to be taken away. They're going to be stifled in what they want for their future, especially young women and trans men and non-binary people. This affects all of them. Reproductive rights, abortion rights affects more than just cis women in this country. And we know that. So, Right. Um, Of the naysaying that has gone on this morning, and it has been relentless, Dana. So you are just like my twig in a stream now, but uh, they uh, what's his what's his name over there said um me that he thinks Karen Bass is going to lose and I I mean I again I don't know it's close like like most races are but it is extraordinary that I just I, 
as a human, I'm like, oh, my God, a rich Republican businessman who has no experience. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, he has flooded this. There are so many ads, you yeah. know, for what's I don't even what is his name? And I think Rick, Rick, Russo. Rick Russo. Right. And I think that's the hard thing is sometimes it's just name recognition. There was an article talking about how right. the Asian population, especially in Los Angeles, has been ignored for years, decades in elections. Right. And now they're both pandering to a, a community that shouldn't be pandered to. They should be raised up and acknowledged and voted in their rights and things that are going to help them yeah. with their futures. It's just infuriating. But I am concerned about Rick Russo buying this election. Um, well, we and I hope saying, that that's not the case. Yeah. And I hope there's still enough of us out there that are going to get out and yeah. vote so he doesn't become no, mayor because that would be a disaster. Yeah. And I I mean, we've had Karen Bass on the show for years. She is fantastic. Fantastic. It's terrific, Bass. She is terrific, Bass. Uh-huh. Thank you yeah. for that. No, we would but, be lucky to have her. Listen, and I hope enough people get out and vote. Obviously, what we've been talking about is the homeless problem. It, it obviously is a problem. And it's a problem we've I've talked about for a long time. I mean, those of us that and you now you're out on your bike, you All know, time. And, in many yeah, areas. And it, it is a yeah. horrible problem. Rick Crusoe is not going to fix it. You oh, know, no, it's, he doesn't it is, care. It, He'll say he's going yeah. to. He doesn't care. I mean, if because right. if he cared... He would have done it as a citizen. He has enough money that he could have made a difference as a citizen and not yeah. the mayor. If you truly care about an issue, you shouldn't have to be elected to be in a political right. office to start doing something, period. Right. Because also the other thing is just building is not the answer. Like most complex problems, it has complex multi-level solution. It's got to be Absolutely. federal, state, and local. This is the yeah. problem is that, you know, they just blame. It's Gavin Newsom's fault. It's, you know, you know when they say, oh, well, Karen Bass has been in government. Well, she can't solve homelessness on her own as a congresswoman. Right. That's the point is that you also can't like Rick Russo's all his commercials on what you've seen. It's all like he's going to build more and bigger and faster than, you know, building is not just the answer. Because then what happens, Dana, in every every year here, what happens is people vote not in my neighborhood. So you can well, propose to build as many, you know, house, um, as much housing for homeless people as you want. If you don't solve the political problems, how are you going to get people to not say not in my neighborhood? Which never, well, to me, to me, has never made any sense. I wouldn't vote against it in my neighborhood. I'm like, really? You'd rather have people on the streets in front of your house than than have a housing for them. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And like you said, it's a it's a tiered system where we've got to figure out how to get people trained and in, in back into the workforce, get right. people the mental health that they need, the mental health Thank support, you. nutrition. Nutrition is a huge thing with the home. The, yeah. And I want to call it the houseless population because that's it, it truly is. A lot of these people feel at home on the streets. But yeah. the houseless population, the, the lack of nutrition, when it changes the chemistry of your brain, it makes it harder yeah. to adjust into society. It's just period. So I mean, this is, this I can goes, tell this is levels. This he, is levels. He has that Republican mindset that I get. I I'd like it cleaned up too. I don't like riding my bike, hiking, whatever. I mean, we're all like dealing with it. That you know, Chris was saying I don't want people to come visit here. It's like looks like Calcutta in areas of of our city. But the yeah, problem but the, the problem the is not like what are you going to do with those people? The Republican uh, solution is just get rid of these people. Get it clean this up. It's like what you, like you said, mental, drug counseling, alcohol, whatever it is, jobs programs. You need like it's a or it's just going to keep being cyclical and keep happening. I also think there's something in the terminology. You've got to listen to Republicans. We're going to clean up the homeless population. Right. People aren't trash on the street. Yes, where are you going to put them? What, yeah, like, so you know, let's figure right. out terminology. We're going to assist. We're going to help. Right. We're going to... But to clean up the homeless population, it just sounds like you're literally street sweeping. Yes. And then it's somehow just the that's going to fix it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we we don't treat people like that. And the Democratic Party, the Republicans do. We've got to figure out how to get this message right. across. But Dana, that's exactly the kind of stuff like Karen Bass has been working on and is advocate for for years is you've got to. Absolutely. If ever there should be something that is a liberal and conservative that you could work on together that right 100 percent. republicans want them off the streets want it cleaned up liberals want to help them so yeah. <laughs> there is a way that both of us can work together to solve this problem and that's what karen bass has been talking about but i just you know and here we go with the rich republican businessman they go i'm just gonna throw money oh at i know him. i'm gonna just, build i'm a builder you know and anyone who's met the guy i don't even think i'm allowed to say this word but he's just he's not a good guy he's he, he's a he's a d-bag and he, he, he's just not a good guy douche you can say douchebag you can, I can say douche oh bag. he's a douchebag yeah. i don't know what i can say anymore yeah. on there yeah the I douchier the better cautious yeah. i can't say gd but i can say douchebag that's fine right i know yeah, yeah. well <laughs>
I'm just saying the bag fits. Yeah, you, you never yeah. know what line the FCC has. Yeah, so yeah, no, I appreciate it. I want to keep it, you know, <laughs> the, the, the show on the air for you. I'm not going to be the one that takes Stephanie Miller down. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's her political party, and she'll cry if she wants to. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is Jackson Brown. I've been listening to KPFK since I was a teenager. Then and now, KPFK has been a lifeline to vital information without which we would be at the mercy of corporate media and commercial interests that control it. There are so many programs that I've listened to regularly and so many instances when I've come upon the unexpected, the unknown, and the sublime. Join me and become a member today at kpfk.org. Now more than ever before, it's essential to keep supporting KPFK and the free exchange of ideas and cultural viewpoints that foster our democracy. And the number, which is the only number I know actually by heart, 818-985-5735. KPFK. I came for inspiration. I came A lot of what has been publicly said uh, by the agency doesn't square with the documents we've received and testimony from other sources, including not just Ms. Uh, Hutchinson, but other uh, witnesses. And so, um, you know, we're methodically going to go through and we're going to try and square up, you know, all of the facts. Representative Zoe Lofman. Um, Dana, that's the other thing we've been told is not going to matter. The January 6th, I, I think the Paul Pelosi attack uh, is going to make it matter because it is all one story. It is January 6th, you know, continue continuation. The whole yeah, where's no, Nancy. I, the, I still I, have yeah. a lot of hope and belief that something will come out of January 6th. I do believe that even though I don't want Cash Patel to walk, uh, you know, consequence free, I think if he doesn't just stall this whole thing, he may be able to bring him down in the in the documents case. I think that there's a lot of good things that are still happening and I know people are frustrated and we're tired and we're impatient. Right. But we can't it, we've got one shot at this guy. We've got one yeah. shot and they better do it right because if they don't, it's going to be more of the same. Oh, we were talking about your entire family uh, campaigning against you uh in yes. that would also <laughs> include Paul Gosar, not just Adam Rack Laxalt, but uh, Paul Gosar's entire family has taken out ads. Oh yeah. Yeah, against him. He, um he um by the way, just in all the you know, talk about uh, John Fetterman's stroke and et cetera. Has no one noticed that he is completely not just insane, but there's something very wrong with him physically. I don't know what the head movements are, but something, something. Paul, you know what I'm saying? You've seen him talk, oh, I, right? I needed yeah. you to clarify because you said Paul Fetterman Gosar. and then you said that. There we go. Yeah. 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 Just even there's something the very, yeah, very wrong with him. But this is, this I is think the thing. Physically, I, wanna, mentally, not, I don't think you're going to like this. We need to be careful if we're not yeah. making fun of Fetterman because we get really pissed when the other right. side does it. Right. We need to be careful with people we don't know what's yes. wrong with them other than just saying something's different. Yes. I totally agree. Okay. Well, I, I'm just trying to walk that line. That's what I mean. I, I don't. We were saying to talk about Herschel Walker, though. I don't know what the combination is. His his, oh, no. his that, obvious, that. you know, like mental illness that he has talked about himself, his 100%. brain injury from football, his low intelligence. I, it's a combination of things. No, I think. absolutely. I just don't want a straight line from Fetterman right. to anyone. Right. right. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about that. I was just talking about the, the you know, criticism of him by uh, yes, the mean yes, spirited criticism of him on the right. Yeah. When I just goes, we can talk about how dumb Paul Gosar is because that's, right. that's that's but that's he's dangerous. Said, yeah. He's dangerous. <laughs> he's clearly. Idiot. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, he just he just uh, offered to he invited uh, Putin and Zelensky to Phoenix, where he would um, uh, apparently have peace talks between. He's okay. I might mention that he is completely out of his okay yeah. mind because he thinks somehow okay. Well, Phoenix is lovely at this time of year. Yeah. However, yeah. probably not the place for yeah. a summit like sure. that. Sure, it is okay. right now. We'll see how the election goes. Dana, <laughs> I think this is as important as anything. A caller already told us that there will be a blood red beaver moon on election night and now this is listen it's from ktla i don't want blood red beaver yeah it's 
Well, oh, Travis! An ominous blue, blood moon lunar eclipse will hang in the sky as ballots are being set to be tallied on uh, November 8th. Uh, the Election Day eclipse, NASA says, is the last total lunar eclipse the Earth will see for the next three years. A lunar eclipse occurs when the sun, the earth, and the moon align, causing the moon to be draped in the darkest part of the earth's shadow, known as the umbra. I don't know if anyone needs this information. I don't know how it will affect the election, but it's... Hang on a second. I don't second. think it will affect the election me, at all. Let me get election. to the part about the beaver moon. Okay. <laughs> Ironically, the election day eclipse is also a beaver moon. Why is it a beaver moon? I, well, I think this is a good sign for the, you know, the row backlash. The term was popularized by, uh, oh, the Farmer's Almanac. Remember that? I'm old enough to remember the Farmer's still Almanac. still publishes. <laughs> what do you mean, remember it? Yes. yes. All right. Well, the, yes, Native American tribes named this the uh, the beaver moon, Dana. So the, I don't know. What do you make of that blood red beaver moon? I, I think that's the only red wave they're going to see. Yes. Is thank the, you. The moon that, the thank moon you. and the eclipse. That's it. Thank you. Exactly. Why is it called beaver moon? And if you think about it, that is actually exactly a red mirage. So that's yeah, what's going to happen you. on election day. It's a red mirage, just like the eclipse. Someone playing the flute? What's I happening? I don't know. The phone. Oh, uh, hang on. You asked a question. I was going to answer first, okay. and then I'll go to what Paul in Seattle. This I have no idea. According to the Almanac, the Native American tribes uh, of what is now the northern and eastern United States named this the Beaver Moon. One interpretation is that mid-fall was the time to set beaver traps before the swamps freeze to ensure a supply of warm winter fur. That's also what lesbians do after the summer, right. so they have something right. to cuddle with in the winter yeah. months. Thank you. That's what Thank you. After the Is diet. it a coincidence I have a girlfriend finally? Oh. Another interpretation suggests the name Beaver Moon came from how active beaver is in this oh, season God. as they prepare for the winter really i am having it's an true. active beaver moon season i don't know it's about a hot it's a hot beaver summer it's a hot girl summer paul it and, was paul in seattle please save us from this please just end this yeah please end end this all right i will i'm while i'm waiting for my hitler burger and supersized nazi fries let me yes. say this yes that the the guy who attacked uh speaker pelosi's husband he should be charged with terrorism because yeah. he said his own words were this was a suicide mission yeah a mission is something you carry out as it's, part of a larger agenda it's mega terrorism yes yes and the state department's definition of terrorism is a violent attack on persons or property with the goal of carrying out an objective uh, a goal of a, a political goal or objective and that's exactly what he did and we have the right wing laughing at a terrorist, another terrorist attack on the United States, while at the same time they're criticizing members of Congress, of Democrats, for being soft on crime. And, of course, the Congress cannot really enact any general crime statutes. That's why the, the state and federal charges are so different. The heavy-duty charges are coming from the state of California, not the federal charges. But yeah. the Congress sure can act on terrorist attacks upon the United States which this clearly was yeah. in his own and what, who is it charlie kirk saying asking for some patriot to bail him out because he's yeah. i i mean yeah, the, the, sure yeah could they be any clearer that they are okay with yeah. violence you know to, for to, to gain power we've talked about it well, before ted cruz all these people that made statements that we sounded like though they were going to defend you know they, they, this is wrong violence is wrong five seconds later ted cruz is tweeting out the conspiracy theories he's such a horrible human being yeah he is um zolofkin uh once again on the uh, secret service stuff you'll recall that miss hutchinson only relayed what she was told um by mr ornato she didn't say it would it happened she said he told her that it happened now, we know from other testimony that has been presented in, in public from other sources that there was an angry exchange, at least. Um, uh, we know that from the Metropolitan Police and several other witnesses. Uh, we also know, and this has been revealed publicly, that there was a plan uh, to go to the White House, contrary to some of the public statements made uh, by the agency. So we just need to get the, to the bottom of this, find out what the truth is. Yeah, and uh, one more, Zoe Lofgren. The text messages uh, are gone and cannot be recovered. Um, however, we did receive, as I say, a million documents, a little over a million documents, a radio traffic, emails, team uh, meeting uh, recordings. So we do have a lot of documentary evidence. There was a time when the radios uh, 
were interfered with. And the agents who generally don't like to use text messages had to resort to that according to some of the documents we've received. So we're not gonna recover that. But texting was not um, a method primarily used by the Secret Service, we've learned. Um, Dana, we keep saying the Paul Pelosi attack is obviously just continuation of January 6th. It is all one story. It starts with the election denying. Um, this latest story this morning, a member of the militant Boogaloo movement was arrested in Michigan on election-related terror charges. FBI agents confirmed uh, Timothy Teagan was taken into federal custody. He insisted his group had no violent intentions around the elections, but suggested unrest was possible if a proposition failed to amend the state constitution to protect the right to abortion. Um, it, it, it just feels like a perfect storm of violence we've seen before. Uh, regarding choice and and all of this new stuff. I mean, this Pelosi guy, it was like every single right-wing conspiracy, right? Absolutely. And we also have to, and I, uh, we have to remember this. This has all started with Putin putting his puppet in the White House. He wanted yeah. to cause chaos in our country, election uh, deniers. All of this is in line with what Putin wanted for this country so that our country goes into chaos. A lot of the bots on Twitter are Russian and Chinese right now where... Yes, there's anti-Semitism. Yes, there's racism. Yes, all this is happening. But they're not all based in American. Uh, they're not all American um, yeah. profiles. Yeah, there's a lot of interference happening right now. And they're doing a heck of a job destroying this country right now and pulling us further and further apart. And January 6th and all of the people that still believe the election is stolen and all of the Republicans that are regurgitating these conspiracy theories, they should be held accountable in some way. You know what I'm I don't know as a fact-based person I, I well here's the thing i was just thinking i does it it appears to have no effect when things that have been fear-mongered about whether it's on fox news or the right wing forever when it doesn't happen it doesn't seem to affect them right like i, right. This, I in the two months leading up to halloween there were over 1500 news stories warning parents about drug dealers sneaking deadly rainbow fentanyl into trick-or-treating candy the reality thankfully was the media and two spheres were, were overblown in that would you like to take a, how many uh how many times this happened anywhere that would be zero not zero. one single story confirmed this happened anywhere in the u.s but then they just move on to the next lie right the yeah. next set of well that's the thing is this fear-mongering though there's uh, the drugs are coming in. The the crime is high, and and listen, there is high crime in cities across this country. They're not just blue run cities like they like to say. And the, we did this in the last election. Whether it was the caravans, they never showed up. The trans people that they're trying to say are just destroying sports. And I'm like, it's just fear after fear after fear. And then when it goes away, people forget. Oh, what am I supposed to be afraid of now? Let me look to a Republican to tell me what I'm supposed yeah. to be afraid of now. And the, you know, when a right-wing terrorist breaks into the speaker, the second in line to the presidency's house, yeah. and attack viciously attacks her husband, they're like, oh well, this just you know Democrat crime wave, you know right. San Francisco. And I'll say this about Stephanie's show: she's as harmless as, as, a, as a kitten. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is your KPFK programming update. Starting next Monday, November 28th, Democracy Now! is moving from 8 a.m. back to its 6 a.m. broadcast time. KPFK will begin airing a morning mix radio magazine with local co-hosts each morning at 8 a.m. covering news, public affairs, creative cultural expression, and commentary. Join us Monday for Vic Jaramie and Ricky Herrera of The Blunt Post. Tuesday for Eric Mann, Channing Martinez, and the crew from Voices from the Front Lines. Wednesday for internationally renowned poet Matt Cedillo with Vanessa Bustamante and Genaro Ernesto Ayala. Thursday for Hamid Khan of Stop LAPD Spying. And Friday for Sylvester Sly Rivers. Start your day with KPFK. Hi, this is Robbie Krieger from The Doors, and you are listening to Fiercely Independent KPFK 90.7 FM, Los Angeles 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, and for the world at www.kpfk.org. Support free speech and free forum radio. Peace. Come on, baby, light my fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. 
You know, maybe 75 bucks is the right amount for you to give to KPFK. That $75 comes out to exactly 21 cents a day, and that pays for a lot of programming on KPFK. Hours of intelligent news every day on Democracy Now! and local news, local politics and culture from Sojourner Truth with Margaret Prescott, entertaining, thoughtful shows like The Global Village, The Car Show, and Pacifica Performance Showcase. Your support makes them all possible, which is why KPFK needs your contribution right now. Tom Hartman here reminding you that your contribution of $75 helps pay for programs that make KPFK a unique and essential part of life in Southern California. Give online at kpfk.org or call right now 818-985-2711. 818-985-2711. Thank you. This is KPFK 90.7 FM. Yeah.